I'm going to fire it up on this computer just so we can see the number of Vubos. Vubos. Yeah, Vubos is what they call them in the industry. So it's what episode ninety six? Episode ninety six. The answer credit uh, show. The answer credit show. Episode ninety six of the answer credit show. It's credit radio drama. Answer credit audio experience. Let's just call it the answer credit show because there's radio shows that they just call shows. They don't call them radio shows. And then when we stream a game, we just call it the answer credit game stream. That's true. The answer credit stream. I don't. I don't listen to podcasts, but I listen to Radio Lab in podcast form. Radio Lab is a radio show. Yeah. And yet every time I hear the podcast, I go, "Welcome to Radio Lab." And then uh, Robert Colwich goes, "The podcast." So I don't know if they make a separate intro for the podcast version or what. If anyone knows, post on the Answer Credit Facebook right now. Yeah, we need to know. I gotta say that's weird as heck. Yeah. So uh, what are you gonna do? So, uh, he's Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. That's Frank Cifaldi. That's yeah, I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Frank Cifaldi. Yeah. And, uh, so, we're gonna start with the news, right? Yeah. So, yeah. we try to do this every week now, right? We yeah. We try to discuss the week's news. Yeah, the news can be, uh, when we say news, it can be video game news that is whatever. It can be newly released games. It can be games that we played this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it can be... Uh, games, the stuff that's happening in our jobs with games. I don't know. So we got sure. that. We got that. Uh, well, you want you want to talk about the swing copter? Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, the follow up game from the author of, of Flappy Bird, whose name he's an author now, Don yeah. Nguyen. Don, Don Nguyen uh, came out. It's called uh, Swing Copter or Swing Copters. I think swing it's copters. Sing- is swing it? Co- it's got multiple copters. It's multiple got, copters. There's only one copter in the game. though. Well, I don't know, oh, you because he, the he keeps dying. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think there's quite a lot of them. You, have, you haven't unlocked the other copters? No. That's a joke. I, I haven't either. I know. But um, I think there's probably a million of them. So uh, this game is, I, I guess, the, the sort of uh, headline shortcut uh, would be to say that, that Swing Copters is a uh, vertical Flappy Bird. Yeah. Um, Verticlappy Bird. Verticlappy Bird. Verticlappy Bird. <laughs> um it's uh, it's a game about swinging direction midair with one button, as yeah. opposed to uh, uh, flapping up and down as you would in Flappy Bird. Uh, a lot more difficult, I'd say, than Flappy Bird. My high score is two. Yeah, it's really tough. I got I got to two as well, but I almost got to that three. But but Chris Bell, uh, who was a designer on Journey, and Joe uh, and now works at Giant Sparrow, uh, those who made. Uh, the unfinished swan never mm-hmm. finished it hopefully he'll get there and finish a game with them he's going to be the one to finish he's going to be the one to finish that swan well uh, it's a, you know sparrows can't give birth to swans no they can't yeah so it's just partial yeah. uh, anyway he's got a 10 he's got a score of 10 I got an and eight that's, that's you didn't get an 8 show me well, I'm not getting it now. Oh, he's believe, not getting it now. I believe that Tim got an 8. I believe that Tim could have gotten an 8, but it's not on that phone <laughs> that I'm not, looking at right on, now. It's on the iPad. It's on the other phone. Well, well I say that because... I have, I, have, I have three iPads. Yeah, I just okay. want everybody to know. Wow. Right. I've beaten uh, Ridiculous Fishing on all of them. So uh, here's... Oh, 
Sorry. Oh, yeah. I guess the reason I got an 8 is because I made this exact game almost two years ago, and I never finished it. Or I will it. actually vouch for that on air. Yeah, and Bennett Foddy vouched for it on air as well. Was that game called The Unfinished Swan? The game was called it. The Unfinished Copters. <laughs> um, you see. Uh, so, yeah, I made it, and I really loved it. And McCune liked it, and Patrick Miller played it, and I sent it to Bennett Foddy... That's the one he said was the best of your concepts, right? No, no. That was a different no. one? There's, there were a couple more I think he liked more. Ah. But, yeah, it got me sitting there. I got real sad because I, I, I have this rule where I don't tweet before noon every day. I try to wake up at 6 a.m. and not tweet. And I looked at my phone at one point because I was in the bathroom. And what else are you going to do? And, uh, yeah, I saw a tweet from Bennett Foddy. It's like, oh, Swing Copters is just like... You know, 108's prototype. And then Michael Bro, uh, Michael Bro had replied, Oh, I beat that prototype. And I'm like, Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. It's the one that Michael Bro was. The one that Michael Bro is particularly proud of having beaten is what I consider my best and favorite prototype. So I, I just felt like shriekingly awful for about a minute because it's like, that's the game me and Kerwin are going to make the second we finish Video Ball, right? Mm-hmm. And I got online and I downloaded I was like, what is Swing Copters? Why did 10 other people mention it in this Twitter? Because I'm looking through Twitter. I realized it's a new game of Flappy Bird Guy. I'm freaking out. I play it. And uh, I'm like, oh my god, this is not the one that Michael Bro beat. This is Thank goodness. the other one. So I, I got on there and I'm like, and I broke my no tweets before noon rule to say, no Michael Bro. That's that's a different. You one. broke for bro. But you better you, broke uh, it for bro. you better hope. I mean, because he makes games pretty fast. He, he makes he, games pretty fast. He might be coming for that next game of yours. He probably mm-hmm. is, uh, man. And as I believe I've mentioned offline, but not online, I'm going to say it now. Now that now that Bennett Foddy has uh, uh, vouched for my prototype as having existed and being the exact same game, uh, I mean it's like pretty much exactly the same thing. There's things swinging and you are and rotating and you are tapping to avoid them. Uh, uh, now that that's a thing, uh, I just want to say I also made Flappy Bird before Flappy Bird came out. Uh, but nobody will believe me. But that's it. But Foddy vouched for this one, so I'm not going to vouch for the Flappy Bird. Claim yeah, he can't vouch for it because I didn't play. show it to you. Right. Uh, I'm going to talk about other things that that happened. Yes. Um, oh, go for it. There was there's a game called Desert Golf or Desert Golfing kind of forget which one which i also made about two years ago that came out which is uh from the enviro bear 2000 creator and it's just it's just a golf game that i believe is endless and possibly procedurally generated cost 99 cents oh it's totally and uh the longer you go it's just constantly adding to your your handicap or whatever to your stroke count stroke count that's the one constantly adding up stroke count whole number yeah. It's so, endless golf. I'm on hole 108 right now. That's pretty fun. Nice. It's pretty all right. Bennett Foddy also vouched for that uh, being a game I also made. The FT. Yeah, so I'm particularly sad about not releasing a bunch of games today. Yeah, I guess maybe you should have did it. But I have another one that I like better. This is the problem. I have like 80-some prototypes that I think are pretty solid. And they're all mild variations on each other. And I have one that I think is better than my original Angry Birds Driving Range. Uh, which I called it Angry Birds Driving Range is what it was. But it's Desert Golf now, I guess. But I have one that is better. And 
I am inspired to make it. It's similar, but better and different enough that nobody will say I copied anything. Zach Gage is doing a billiards. Oh God, darn it! But he's doing a perfect. He's he's doing a perfect simulation of billiards. Yeah, yeah. That that works well. Yeah. Uh, but he it's so it's not there's there's no am, ambiguation there. But yeah, he's he's uh, he's publicly talked about it and all, and I've played it, and his uncle liked it, so that's good. Well, there's yeah. something that's making both me and you happy, possibly make Tim happy as well. What? Yes, one more thing. Like that, it was the only nice thing on the internet this week, yeah. as far as I could tell, which was uh, those two darn fish playing Street Fighter. Yeah. I, oh. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I think, uh, I don't know if that's the end of that. No, I'm sure Sort it's of thing. Not. It's probably not. It's but probably if, not. If, you know, it, it's... If it were, I really wouldn't mind. I think, I, I think, I think the cool. ultimate is some kind of, uh, and, and I don't mean this literally when I say it, but some kind of mad libsy game where fish are making choices. Mm, yeah. I think that's the ultimate end of this. Yeah. Where people oh. will think that fish are, are sort of creating a story. Here we go. Uh, fish play scribble knots. But, uh, I mean, that's how are you going to control that? I mean, they might not type. Well, you got one. You got one fish that's in charge of typing, and one fish that's in charge of movement. But how is the fish going to type words? Keyboard. How's the fish going to make words? By swimming around, same way. (laughs) Then just hoping that it. And just hoping that it sometimes recognizes it. Okay, like fish plays. Fish play scribble knots title screen. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just check in once an hour to see if they made something. Yeah, they'll make stuff for sure. Yeah, if all those monkeys in that room with those typewriters could... They made Shakespeare. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I like that kind of stuff. I think it's I think it's stupid and fun, and it also, I thought for probably the millionth time about how maybe uh, someone could be playing that game with us. Yeah. We're just going about our daily lives, and we're, we're just... We're just in some giant Twitch screen in the fifth dimension. Uh... <laughs> Making some kind of cosmic happenings occur. So real fast, uh, are we playing anything? I just started playing Gargoyle, Gargoyle's Quest for the uh, Game Boy this morning, and I'm kind of intrigued by it. I tried playing that a bit, and I had a hard time. Yeah, it's really difficult. Gargoyles? Yeah. yeah. Gargoyle's Quest. The, oh, the, yeah. The Game Boy one? Yeah. Oh, man, I like that game. It's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm just getting started. Like, I, I literally just this morning before work started, loaded it up, and uh, I'm intrigued. Have you not? Have you? So, had you not played it before? No, I've not. It's a neat little game. Uh, I like Demon's Crest for SNES, which is the vastly expanded. Sequel. I guess it's like part three, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I really, really like Demon's Crest. Uh, Maybe I'll get to that. It's, and a, it's a game nobody. It's people don't really talk about it too much. It's no, it. There's something about that game that makes me uncomfortable, which is I can't exactly explain it. What Demon's Crest? Uh, or Gargoyles, Gargoyles Quest. Quest. It's a it's a oh, downer. Good. It's like it's it's a depressing. Well, also game. also just the action of it. It's so floaty and strange. Yeah. Mm, yeah, and it's and and you know I played it without having access to the manual or anything like that. Right. So you know I'm just trying to figure out how the heck do I get on like land on anything or then jump again or do anything. Mm. Uh, eventually, I figured most of it out, but you know it's a weird little jump. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I guess we should move on to our first question because we got into. Oh, I wanted to say one tiny more thing oh, about spring or uh, swing copters. Spring copters. Spring copters. It is spring copters now. So uh, 
That's what I'm going to call it from now on. Um, whenever you die in swing copters, it shows you how many times you've died over the course of playing the game. Very briefly, it pops out. So does what it? Play number it is. And uh, I did that first in Tuffy the Corgi in the Tower of Bones, and me and Kerwin have it in our Bible for mobile games we're going to make from now on. So I didn't steal it from that guy, and I have proof that I didn't steal it. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, I believe that's that's. I wanted that to be the action button. Uh, mobile game trademark. Every time you die, it tells you how many times you've played the game. It still can be. It's it's pretty tough to. He's probably going to put it in all his games. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty tough to have an idea and then not yeah. have in mobile and then not have someone else do it because they'll just do it. Oh yeah, I know. Like that that swing copters game was out for a couple hours before there was a clone of it right next to it on the app store. Yeah, well, it yeah, came up first for me. Oh, it did? Search, which is wow, crazy. That's amazing. It only had like seventeen reviews versus. So how did mm-hmm. that happen? Let's uh, let's talk about that later. I'm gonna look at yeah. how did it happen because it's seven day. Wait to get yeah. your name on the app. Yeah, how, who did that? Yeah, um, did he announce anything? Did he show any pictures? Did he have no. a prototype? No, uh, actually, it was announced before it came out. I saw a video. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I guess go. that'll do it. But it was only a couple days. It was like within the approval period. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Who made the clone? Someone in China. You know oh, what, game no. journalists, if any of you are out there listening to this, yeah, figure that's that out. a good story. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's an intensely interesting story yeah. having to do with, uh, you can, believe it or not, get your app uh, expedited. Oh, you yeah. can get your app launched, uh, even if it crashes. Uh, I got mine expedited. Uh, it took two days. All you got to do yeah. is talk to the right person. Yep. Uh, uh, why is some Chinese game cloner uh, out of ability. a clone farm in China? How do they have that? Yeah. Uh, how much money are they bringing in? I mean, Apple gets revenue share on ads. Yeah. And, uh, was there a shadowy conspiracy? Check it out. Yeah. Check it out. CIO. Okay, so, yeah, I guess we can... Uh, Let's I, ask our questions. Yeah, so yeah, so we, uh, we each prepared two questions this week, and uh, then we have our evergreen questions, uh, which are also prepared. And uh, one of my questions has a lot to do with... Uh, Swing copters. So we can do it now, or we can do it later. Let's do it now. It's yeah. a segue. All right, here it is. Let's design a one-button, vertical scrolling, iOS game that's not swing copters, and I will make it on Sunday, and I will release it on the App Store. Okay. I will. I mean, uh, here's the weird thing. I, I It took me weeks, but I, I, now, I know what button to click to release a game. I know how to do it. It's not that hard. I've, I can do all the stuff. I have it all set up right here on this MacBook Air. This MacBook Air is... Uh, this MacBook. This MacBook can make games. Well, okay, I thought... One button means no swiping. One, one yeah, button. No swiping, button. no fine control. So I, I thought of one immediately, but it's probably been done. Well, it's, it doesn't, it's doesn't matter. A, we're we're going to go co- totally blind. It's a, it's a bullet hell okay. uh, shooter where there is a path that you can get through. And you have to... It's ba- it would basically be like Super Hexagon, uh, mm-hmm. essentially, except you're not left and right. You're just, every time you hit left, uh, hit hit the screen, you're going left or right. And uh, you have to maintain your trajectory in there. Okay. But so actually, I, I foresee a couple problems. It's swing right? Where you're... Yeah. Okay. I foresee a couple problems there, though, uh, because it, it'll... Since we have a limited... We'll have to have a specific speed... Mm-hmm. Or it yeah. could, or it could be hold and release. But we want tap. We, we just want tap, right? Yeah, just tap. Just tap. You can't, can't hold. Tap, tap. Uh, yeah, just tap. 
There can be hold. I can okay, because because uh, mine mine's holdy. Well, if it's hold, then then we can uh, we can definitely uh, hold and release to stay in one place, and then tap and and uh, and hold to go the other direction a certain amount. So you can just keep adjusting yourself. It might actually be kind of fun. God darn it! So mine's a little simpler than that. Uh, in mine, you're a rocket ship, and you're just going straight up. And uh, when you uh, hold down the, the the screen, you know you just tap and hold. Uh, that is your thrust. So you're kind of building up speed, mm-hmm. and uh, you're just going purely vertically on the center of the screen. But there's stuff going uh, left to right hazards, and you just make them goofy space hazards like satellites and and little aliens and spaceships and stuff, and just have them going at different speeds. So it's just about sort of adjusting your speed and uh, and uh, trying to make good time. So what is what is the exact? So you're scrolling. Yeah, you're scrolling up. You said vertical scroll. Yeah, vertical scroll. Yeah. Yeah. So I want a game that. Uh, I, I see nowadays a lot of people playing games in line at the yeah. supermarket. So well, you remember, you might sense. remember after Ziggurat came out, I said I said I want something like Ziggurat. It's vertical. That that's vertical, one button. Oh, I made I that. It's so great. I, I wanted to play it uh, in line at the supermarket. It was my yeah. exact you know situation where I wanted to play Ziggurat. Mm-hmm. Um, so this would be just a rocket ship. It, it might just be sort of uh, like Flappy Birdie, right? Uh, where it's just play until you die. It's not really a time limit thing. But uh, the further yeah. the, the further you get into the atmosphere, the harder it gets because okay. it's got a lot more obstacles uh, zipping back and forth. But I'm thinking just straight line up, and all the obstacles are straight left to right. So they're moving left and right. Yeah, they're moving left and right, and you're speeding up and yeah. slowing down. Yeah, and you just tap a button to slow down. Uh, no, it's just thrust and let go. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's just you know, the longer you hold, the faster it goes. But you let go, and he just starts slowing down. Yeah, I've got that one. Okay. All right. <laughs> I've got that one. So it's obstacles that are moving left and right? Yeah. And you press the button to speed up. What if it was uh, continuous acceleration, and you tap to slow down, though? And, like, you tap multiple times. Like, you hammer it to slow well, down. Well, I was, I was actually thinking about a... Uh, <clears throat> for some reason, I thought of a space whale game. Like, you get harpooned <laughs> by a space Moby Dick, and, uh, and then you're just trying to... Uh, mine was moving left and right to try to hit objects that will slow you down to uh, uh, kind of slow your your ultimate demise because you're going to get caught on this whaling ship no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a space whale. You're a space, space whale, whale try, uh, that's been harpooned and you're trying to slow down by smashing into stuff. It's kind of sad, though. It's a little bit sad. Yeah. If we do that, uh, let's just promise we don't make any uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy references. Very easy. There. I've only read f- maybe 20 pages of that. Yeah, I think too. the whale's probably in the first 20 pages. Ah. So. Oh, man. <laughs> I uh, was not a big fan of that. Yeah, I definitely wasn't a big fan of that book either. I uh, thought it was all right. A lot of people love that stuff. They do, and that's okay. They talk about it like it's the best thing they ever heard of. Um, so, I mean, I really love the idea of just pressing a button to, to thrust. Yeah. And, uh, and the obstacles moving left and right. It, it was really tricky. To make, uh, to make it fun, to make it work, because uh, well, I had to have it so the obstacles are close together, and uh, I gave it gravity so that you fall down. Yeah. When, you, when you're not thrusting. Oh so yeah, that's you're, that's absolutely what it's you're thrusting be, yeah. up, and you're just like a little. And then you kind of slowly, and then and faster start falling. Yeah. Yeah. I would actually enjoy a game that was a a scrolling shooter. Where the enemies come in specific patterns, 
yeah. and you learn you learn their approach. Like each enemy has its own kind of approach, and you yeah. know when to tap for them, and it's kind of a yeah. game. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm thinking with this even because uh, the further you go, that you get different enemies that have different patterns. Uh, yeah, but I think it would be hard to like if you're just speeding up. Yeah. Um, oh, what if have what if momentum. what if you're also firing when you when you blast forward, like when you hold the button? Yeah. So you're holding when you when you hold the, when you hold it down, you're thrusting up, but also firing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could, in theory, shoot things down. Um, I don't know what's preventing you from just kind of hovering there and shooting them. Well, I guess because there's stuff beneath you. Yeah, and they're coming. And there's side. there's enemies that you can't destroy or that take forever. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have to balance whether you're going to blast them or, or like rocket past them. <clears throat> I would want to make the tap rhythm shooting game. I think is what I would want to do myself. Tap rhythm shooting game. Yeah. Is this implying that you need to be listening to sound? Not necessarily. Playing? No, they would also have visual indicators uh, so that you would know. Uh, like you just pr- pretty much learn the speed of your shot and then learn the speed of whatever the five enemies are or something like that. Yeah. And then and then you'd you'd be there and then you just go as long as possible. All right, you got to make all this. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> it's not as it's not as concrete or as solid as I'd like. It's uh, there's it's a lot of things. Yeah, it's a lot of things. It'd end up being like four or five things. Mm-hmm. Let's. Uh, hmm. We could revisit it later. Yeah, yeah, I could I could make it and put up a prototype, and then we could just keep revisiting this every week on the Unity Web Player. You know what? Next one. week, let's review your game. Yeah, have you guys played this one? I played that one. Yeah, I love this one. Well, I uh, play this one is a perfect player. vertical scroll. It's not vertical. For those here. of you who are only listening, We're, uh, I'm playing one of my favorite games. Tim is playing a game that he made. Yeah, it's uh, not finished at all. All right, it's good and hard. So, so next week we'll take a look at your game and uh, we'll. Uh, We'll have some notes. So do you notice the... Uh, Make it the answer Everyone can confirm I made this prototype about a year ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It has your best score and your number of deaths on the screen. Mm-hmm. Well, you're, you, you also did it in Tuffy, so we're aware of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, just letting everybody know. So next question. Do you want to go or shall I? Yeah, you go. Okay, I'll go. Uh, so every once so often I think about this uh, awesome experience, which I may have briefly relayed on the podcast uh, when it was called a podcast. Uh, <laughs> would that happen to me when I was in the old office, Game Developer Magazine office? Some Atari people came by to show, I believe, uh, the Alone in the Dark, the newest Alone in the Dark. That It was the first one on the 360. Maybe it's the last one they made. I'm not sure. But <clears throat> to, uh, to make a long story short... The the producer was playing through the sequence, a driving sequence that he had never beaten before, and it so happened that he beat it in front of us. And the PR person was like, "Ah, we should stop this now because it's not complete." And he's like, "I want to see what happens. I've never gotten to beat this before." And so he uh, he lets a cutscene play out, which has no voice and no sound, and it's the guy gets out of his car and he's talking to these two people. They're having an altercation uh, visually, but we can't hear anything. And then 
At a certain point, he pulls up a gun to his head, but the gun is not there. His hand is just making this shape (laughs) and shoots himself in the head with this invisible invisible gun, at which point he falls through the world and the camera goes behind him and we just see the world retreating. (laughs) And uh, and I was like, there's there's no way that this game could possibly (laughs) hold up to how great that was, like that existential (laughs) moment of that... Was so perfect. That was that alone in the dark game, right? Yeah, that was that alone in the dark game. And so, my question is, what are your favorite times when games have kind of subverted their own meaning through something like that, through through bugs, or uh, when you've done it yourself through uh, some bizarre action that you were compelled to do? Oh man, <laughs> I have a. I was thinking, I, I, I wasn't sure exactly what the prompt would be, but I thought it would be fun stories about being demoed a game by a person. Because, <laughs> I mean, uh, me and you have those, too. I've got, yeah. I've got two, two little tiny do, tasty stories. Do you want the question to be that instead? No, no, no. I can okay. come up with another one, but right. let's, I can, this is a good topic, as, as good a reason as any sure. mentioned. Just keep that some dudes from bit. Atari were talking to Grasshopper about publishing a Grasshopper game. And this was while we were working on Shadows of the Darned. And they brought Alone in the Dark, and they showed it to us. Oh, uh, yeah. And there's the part where you open your jacket, and that's your, your yes, inventory yes. UI. And uh, I remember Suda seeing that and just kind of sitting there in silence through this whole demo as uh, the one of the people is like, interpreting and translating for him. And then a couple days later, uh, Suda kind of comes up to me and he's like, what do you think the inventory should be like in this game we're making? I'm like, I don't know. And he's like... I'm like, well, I mean, just a pretty good screen. People like that Resident Evil one where you kind of Tetris stuff. And he's like, what if you like had a like a jacket? <laughs> so that's that's one story. Story number two, uh, this is a very brief one. I interviewed Hideo Kojima many, many times over the course of 2003 and 2004 for a story that Wired, Wired eventually killed because they didn't have room for it. Uh, I did like a massive, sprawling interview with him. This is before everybody... Uh, in the world thought he was a genius and only people like me thought he was a funny genius. Anyway, I interviewed him a bunch of times and I had an appointment to interview him at E3 just like to ask more questions. And I had already interviewed him twice before that. So he's in a room. He's really hungover. It's like nine in the morning. He's like, how's, how's E3 going? I'm like, it's okay. And, uh, I'm like, I just played Neo Contra for like an hour. That game's awesome. Neo Contra is amazing. I, I played it like game's just hilarious it's great and he's like yeah I don't like that game and I'm like why not and he's like why can't it just be side scrolling and I'm like I don't know I, I think it's cool to have a top down perspective he's like I don't know man it's dumb and I'm just like alright and then we kept talking so Hideo Kojima thinks Neo Contra is dumb and that it should be side scrolling <laughs> so also all the cutscenes make hugely make fun of Metal Gear Solid so do they? yeah it's, it's just great. it's so I feel like he just kind of resents the game so that's a that's a story so I don't know if this is exactly what you're asking but the first thing that comes to my mind is is just uh, like, and this is the easy answer I guess but but Filling in the the narrative blanks when your character does something really weird, like uh, I mean, the, the classic example is eat chicken out of a trash can, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, that's kind of what you're getting. What you're, yeah, what you're saying uh, it's not quite it, but there. But I, I do have a a pre-release story that's sort of similar to that mm. that uh, our friend Chris Woodard went through. Um, oh yeah, 
Chris Woodard was playing a an alpha version of Dreamfall, that adventure game, mm-hmm. and uh, he didn't realize that uh, the voices weren't in for this one cutscene. And in the cutscene, Zoe, your character, is talking to her. Uh, I don't remember what they're called, but 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 in in this uh, game's fiction, uh, everyone has this companion animal robot that looks exactly like Bonsai Buddy. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously inspired by Bonsai Buddy, which is kind of hilarious. Yeah. Um, and uh, during this cutscene, they ha- they have this conversation, and and I don't remember the exact story, but the the Bonsai Buddy thing kind of uh, plays back. I think a recording that 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 lets her know that her friend is in mortal danger, and she has to run out and save him. But uh, he turned the subtitles off because they were on by default because some of the voices were missing, and. Uh, so when he was playing the game, everything's going normal. Then he goes home and interacts with his bonsai buddy, and there's like 30 seconds of, of the camera just very slowly like panning over their faces back and forth because <laughs> they're talking to each other. And, and this, well, it was probably more like a minute of just silence of the camera like looking back and forth at them. And then she just runs out of the room, and then the next scene starts. Yeah. So that's, that's not quite as good as yours, but... That did that did give the game a, a completely different meaning than, than was intended. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. Like, uh, um, it's not it's not exactly the same thing, but in that eco demo where you could you could keep going past the point of the demo because there was actually more data in there. And Shadow of the Colossus. You mean. That's Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. Is what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Do you ever shoot the turtles? Then they go like flying up into the air yeah. and stuff. Uh, but in, in a kind of simpler um, way, I really liked, and, and this pretty much was, was planned, but it still felt like a narrative subversion, uh, it, or it was, it was like different from my expectations at least. Like in Fallout, when you would come across a ruined house, and Fallout, you, 3, Fallout 3 specifically, and you come, come across a lot of ruined houses, but like you find one, and there's a log there about those people's last days. Like, that's really cool. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Uh, and you just you just don't exactly expect that. But it's not exactly the the thing I was talking about. But I, I always enjoyed when I would get just outside the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Resident Evil 4 had a thing that was discovered where if you clip through this certain part of the fence in this one area, you could get out of the world that you're supposed to be in and you can get out into the middle of this lake where there is an object that is actually all the objects in the level all in the same place it was clearly some kind of like a template spot yeah uh, or like a spot off off the grid that the, the developers had put this thing so they could drag stuff into the world yeah but that that was all still there in one spot like this huge tre- treasure trove of all of the things <laughs> that Leon needs, they they were always just out of reach, and uh, I, I like that quite I, a bit I, as well. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think my favorite might be uh, that really stupid gimmick in the last two David Cage games, where sometimes your character's actions are sort of analog, like opening a door. Oh yeah, or oh, like hugging your wife. It's just a really stupid mechanic, and. And you can make your character look really ridiculous doing it because it's like, uh, I don't like 
you know, you're, you're in, in Beyond Two Souls, which unfortunately I played for an hour. Um, <laughs> you're, you're Ellen Page's character is driven to this party, and it's like, all right, get out of the car, go to the party. And you know, I spent like a good long time just sort of half opening the door and then closing it, and yeah. half opening it, and it's like it completely breaks this 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 auteur vision of, of an interactive cinema that that he has because it's like yeah. there's no reason for that. Yeah. There's no there you you it doesn't animate any differently if you do it fast. Like it's like I would understand if. If you could make your character slam a door open to express frustration or something yeah. versus versus opening it slowly, but this is really just adjusting the speed of the film. It's like a hand crank on on a, on a projector or something. Yeah, in a, in a way, what I think of stuff like that, and I feel I didn't feel any sort of opinion about this until I played The Last of Us, where there is. Uh, Again, I still recommend everybody play that game. I recommend you guys play it because it's so good. Uh, but uh, there is a moment, there's a famous moment in the game where you have to do something. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're, you have to act as the yeah. character. And uh, just once, it's not asking you to do it a whole bunch of times. I feel like I'm, I'd say too much if I say any more. Is it similar to a Metal Gear 3? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's man, it's so good. It's okay. so post Kojima, but uh, uh, there are people who there was a review. Was it some newspaper? They're like, this completely breaks the game. This final part, I have to spoil this part. This last thing in the review here, I'm going to spoil this, and it's like uh, it ruins the game. And it's like I sat down and thought about it, and then I devoted a big section of my review to it, which is it's just kind of like this meditative. You know, you're validating your experience with the game by your being like, am I going to be a jerk? Mm-hmm. You know, am I going to do this? Am I going to, am I going to keep the immersion? Now that's, that's weird and probably psychopathic as a game design yeah. mechanic. But I mean, to have it as many times as David Cage does, but uh, the way it's like kind of positioned as an object of cuisine in The Last of Us is nice. But yeah, the... Man, I played enough Heavy Rain. That game's insane. Yeah, it's like it's like literally. There's something wrong with the person's brain. <laughs> Who would make that? I would be interested in in breaking those games down someday because they are insane. I I think Beyond They're, Two Souls might be one of the more important games to look at of the last yeah. five years or so. Uh, the Watch Watchdogs being one that I also think was very important to look at. There was a part in Watchdogs where your mission is to go to the graveyard and uh, just visit your dead niece's grave. Yeah. So you go to the graveyard and there's a gravestone and it's like you press a button like to begin the mission and the mission is he just stands there and he looks at the grave and he's like 13 months ago this happened. And like <laughs> on her gravestone it says her birthday and her, her the date of her death and then it says at age six under it which I'm like I think they don't actually do that on a gravestone and then uh, the mission was over and I was like well okay and it's like you get a phone call it's like come back I've got some information for you (laughs) are you done with your mission are you done (laughs) and then he's like I'll be right there and you get in I got in my car and I started it up and I pulled the trigger to, uh, to launch off and my front tire hit a rock and the car kind of Angry Birds physics tumbled and landed, and this is archived on my Twitch, I hope, 
landed exactly in an open grave. And I could not get out of the car, and uh, I could not drive the car out of the open grave. And uh, that was beautiful. That's pretty good. That yeah. was so beautiful. You know, that that almost seems like... Uh, that, that, that ties in really well yeah. to this question. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, Aria Harvey of Tale of Tales was watching the stream. Uh, she might be watching this podcast. I would. So, hi. Uh, and she said that that was, like, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in yeah, a play game. That's pretty so. good. <laughs> I, I almost think sometimes it's harder to fulfill the narrative. Like, sometimes you, you can't help but sub- subvert it through the mechanics. Like, what? speaking of uh, The Last of Us and then hopping over a little bit to Uncharted 3, you know... If you were to actually fulfill the narrative of that game, you would have to not kill any yeah. of the people in it. Yeah. To, to make, to, in order for all the cutscenes to make sense, you would have to have not killed anyone. Uh, and I don't think that's even possible. So, uh, man, if you could, if you could act, you would have to subvert the mechanics of the game so hard to actually fulfill the narrative of that game. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of interesting. Um, I think that's, we, that's interesting. I think we answered that question, Frank. You want to do yours? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna postpone the the uh, more challenging one because that one's a little more evergreen and we might not get to it. But because yeah. uh, I, I, uh, are we yeah. timing this? Yeah, we're timing. Oh, oh I'm okay. timing. We're timing. Okay. Uh, so this is a very simple question. Hey, did you guys see that uh, Night Trap Kickstarter? Yeah, Night Trap Kickstarter. Night Trap revamp. Oh lord! There's so many I, things wrong. With I it. didn't. Someone explain it to me. Okay, um, this is the best way for me to learn about it. Sure. Uh, so you're familiar with Night Trap, I'm sure. I'm familiar with Night Trap as a really bad video game. Yeah, that yeah. deserves no sentimentality at all. Indeed. Well, as a game, sure, but but uh, as, as a cultural relic, I, I think it's, it's, it's important and interesting. Yeah. It's interesting it's, to look at a picture of it and read a twelve word yeah. blurb. Um, so, Night Trap, Night Trap was a full motion video game, uh, originally developed in the 80s, actually, for uh, an unrealized Hasbro VCR-based game system. I love those. Um, called the Nemo. And, mm-hmm. and they actually pumped a lot of money into this. This was, uh, you know, they hired, quote-unquote, real actors for this. Uh, it was actually filmed on 35mm, uh... You know the works, and and it's a game I've never actually played. But but the mechanic, as I understand it, is that uh, there are these guys sort of, sort of terrorizing this house in real time, and you're monitoring security cameras in the house, bouncing between rooms, and trying to catch them in traps before they kill uh, the the uh, sexy coeds, sexy coeds, and and the little boy. In the house, I've seen a lot sexier coeds in porn, though. Oh yeah, to be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> oh come on, Dana, Dana Plato's dead. You can't say that about a dead person. Is she dead? Yeah. Well, you know what? I ain't one of those necrophiliacs. So, so all right. I don't right. think I was being rude. All right. Um, so there's a Kickstarter to to uh, port this game to modern systems in HD, which a lot of people are confused by because people don't seem to understand that standard definition. Uh, uh, as as we knew it before, is actually a really crappy, uh, small uh, print of, of actual film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, thirty five millimeter film is of course not digital, but but if if you were to digitize it and get all the information you could off it, it'd actually be about 
four thousand p is is what I hear. Mm-hmm. Maybe eight thousand p. I forget. So anyway, you could you could easily take any film, and and that's why there are Blu-rays of of uh, old movies. movies. And, and get a much nicer, cleaner, more high-def read off it. So, yeah. the, the plan is bring this game back in HD, which is something I'm very much in support of uh, for almost any game. Like, I think we've mentioned on this podcast before, I'd like to play Donkey Kong Country with their crappy old 3D assets in high-res just because I think that would be interesting to see. Yeah. Well, that would be extremely interesting. Um, so, this Kickstarter is being run by a lot of the guys originally involved with the project, and it's a really problematic Kickstarter. It's a mess. So, uh... What's wrong with it? Several things. Uh, first of all, they're, they're asking 330000 which is a lot of money, but is probably... Oh, I I that much. Probably not enough for what they're actually promising. So, for 330000 they're making versions for Xbox 360... PlayStation 3, PC, and Mac. And every one of them is being distributed on a disc, according to them. So, automatically, I think they've spent their 330000 just on manufacturing. But a disc? They, a film. A disc. And they're also saying that... I don't know uh, if this doesn't have a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't even have a disc. Uh, my MacBook Pro is yeah. a $3,000 computer yeah. that does not have a the, disc. They're also saying that uh, you will, for, for what was it, $20? So so the, the, low, the lowest tier reward is $10. And for $10, you get a soundtrack CD shipped to you. So these and that's guys, it? <laughs> yeah, that's no, it. No, you don't get the game? Oh, wow. But for $20, you get the game shipped to you. On a disc. On a disc. On a disc. And, uh, and for the, the $20 level versus the $40 level is just the disc versus the collector's boxed edition. So they've somehow... It's on a Blu-ray disc? They, they, they think they can manufacture uh, console games just on a disc, which I don't think is actually possible. Yeah, I, believe it or not, looked into that Did very you? recently. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of paperwork. Yeah. There's, there's more paperwork than... Uh, you're immediately privy to by virtue of saying you make games. They also think that twenty dollars uh, will ship a thing and give them money. We can for making a thing. thing. We can yeah. burn PS4 games over there, by the way. Oh, nice. Well, all right. I mean, maybe, maybe they should call you up. Well, I mean, they have to be ours, but yeah. Uh, well, you, yeah, and you, you, can't, can't, you can't you can't digitally it. sign a game that works on retail kits with that. Yeah, um, that is impossible. Uh, so the. The reason is probably there are other problems too. I mean, like I, I, I don't. They're saying there is no digital version of this game. They are not offering a digital version. If you read their FAQ, they they have something in there about how like it's two hours of HD footage and that's too much space or something. Yeah. Um, so these guys obviously like haven't been in games in twenty years, and that's how it comes across. But. Um, this is more than just like an ill ill advised Kickstarter. It's it's a problematic Kickstarter, I think. Yeah, especially if it succeeds. Yeah. Well, I, I think why don't you take it from here because because you have a lot of the same thoughts I do. Oh yeah. Well, just it. We we don't we don't need for uh, Kickstarters to get any worse reputation than they already have. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> people coming out there with absolutely no idea of what to do getting funded by people with absolutely no idea how games work is a big problem and there was another kickstarter that i don't remember the name of that is, i think it's called the next gen rpg or something oh wow that sounds like a which, kickstarter which is uh, yeah which is it's pixel art 
but they're doing like crazy lighting stuff with it. Oh wow! But the pixel art is terrible, mm-hmm. and it's like you chose this art. No offense to the guys, but like this is not the art to do some fancy stuff with. Uh, and then they, for example, thought that uh, a Wii U and 3DS port will cost ten thousand dollars because that's that's super easy to do. And uh, meanwhile, though, cloud saves, they think, uh, cost $50,000. So, you know, because you got to get, you got to call Zeus. Yeah. You got to call Zeus up on the horn. Be like, <laughs> Zeus, we need you to make a new cloud. Yeah, it's, it's called Elysian something. Elysian yeah, Shadows. And they, they've raised all that money. They've, right? they've got $125,000, so almost $126,000 out of $150,000. So it's not the Matt Damon film Elysium, and it's no. not Dust and Elysian Tale? That's correct. Okay, that was a joke. Uh, and this this is a game that... Oh, that's going to get funded as heck. It's going to get funded, and it is a game that they're probably not going to be able to make at the levels that they have discussed. Yeah. Well, and, and here's why Night, Night Trap is problematic. Uh, I, I don't like, think... Like, this is a game that's not... Pro- this is probably a game that's not going to get finished. Right. Because $150,000... Like they're they're like we're gonna have this huge giant thing. We made a custom in house engine for two years, and now one hundred fifty thousand dollars. I don't know. Anyway, keep going. Well, the reason Night Trap's problematic is, like you said, if it gets funded, it's a problem because uh, they have all these physical rewards uh, that they are saying they will not sell after the Kickstarter. They're saying it's the part of their pitch is that it's limited to only people who back the project. So uh, three hundred thirty thousand dollars. I do not think we'll cover porting this game to four platforms, first of all. I think right there, the money's gone if they're hiring a professional developer. Yeah. Um, but but manufacturing, uh, uh, signing up as a developer, for as a publisher, I should say, for these things, uh, I, I think there is a licensing fee for both uh, yeah. Sony and, and Microsoft for becoming a box retail publisher. Uh, manufacturing the things, selling to wherever they're fulfilling from, and then, uh, sorry, sending to, and, th- and then fulfilling from there, shipping to the backers. There also used to be a thing that if you, uh, it may not be the case anymore, but in the 360 days, if you signed on to be an Xbox 360 retail game developer, you uh, had to agree to release three games uh, over the oh, course of a certain number of years. That's interesting. Yeah, that used to be the case. That was why uh, uh, Atlas in the early days wound up putting out some real weird stuff like Operation Darkness because they did they uh, Operation Darkness they had rules. they had one game they really wanted to get out and then they're like, well, we got to put out two more. And there are minimum order requirements as well. Yeah, uh, and uh, it's like no research went into this stuff. And if people fund it and then it folds, people are going to be like, "Yep, Kickstarter's yep. told you they're all terrible." But it's like. These things you can look at it and you can know. So there, there should be some kind of policing body out there. And, and the real like, problem this is not sustainable. The real problem is that uh, someone like these guys who didn't do their homework, uh, they don't, they don't seem to understand that that you got to treat your backers like actual financial backers. You got to show them the business plan. You got to show them how it works, where the money's going. You know why why this will actually happen. Break it down. Yeah. Like it's just it's it. It feels. 
really old fashioned and disrespectful to the the what what Kickstarter has actually accomplished for yeah. games. Well, so. plus they don't even seem to know what the, biz, the correct business plan they is because yeah. uh, obviously they don't they don't yeah. have it. So yeah, I just looked at it for about ten seconds and yeah, they seem like a bunch of nubs. Yeah. So well, that's that. What do you got, Sam? Oh well, uh, my question here is: uh, it is ni- it is uh, the ninety sixth episode of the show. Yeah. Uh, I guess we did a nineteen ninety four episode last week. Mm-hmm. How about nineteen ninety six? I liked it. What are some of your game memories or game mems from nineteen ninety six? What do you got? What so, is your like? Frame this as what was the game of the year, nineteen ninety six? Okay, um, nineteen ninety six. I uh, was not playing video games, so this is nice. Yeah, um, I God, I had a Sega Genesis that I'd had since ninety two. Um, I probably would tool around with the few games that I had yeah. already. So that would be Sonic two. NBA Jam uh, and X Men, hilariously. X Men. Um, oh no, I guess I had Sonic Three and Sonic and Knuckles also by that point, and, uh, okay. and maybe NFL '95 or something. Um, but '96, uh, that was my freshman year of high school, and uh, I do not remember playing video games at all in '96. Uh, I didn't get a new console until 2002, I think, and that was. Uh, that was a Dreamcast at a severe discount. Um, so yeah, ninety six was weird for me. I uh, was working at a Target store and spending a whole bunch of my money. I was in the customer service desk, seventeen years old, spending most of my money on video games. So, so what, what were you buying? Well, what was I buying? <laughs> um, what were you selling? Uh, yeah, the, the real question is, what was I selling? I was selling myself mm-hmm. to Target. Nice. So uh, there were. I'm looking at this list, which I looked at earlier today. Heck yeah, there were some games. Yeah, so I here's here's my thoughts. Uh, I know that... Um, so, there's some games released in 96 that I didn't play in 96 that I really like. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk about those second. But I believe that uh, I was playing the Jaguar in 1996. The Jaguar? Yeah, I think I was playing the Jaguar. Jaguar. In, in 96 because... It was, I went, basically I defaulted to the cheapest console at any given time. So I got things when they, when they failed. Uh, everybody else had a PlayStation. They were talking about that Resident Evil. I remember all the kids talking about Resident Evil because that it was, was one of them, yeah. wicked sick, bro, because that came out in 1996. I remember, uh, I think my first video game conversation over, overheard from people that I had no idea like who they were was when I was on the bus I was taking the 40 uh, nice. back across from San Rafael to uh, El Cerrito and these these kids were talking about Resident Evil and how there was uh, dogs, jumping through, the dogs jumping through the windows <laughs> they did actually talk about the zombie dogs and that was pretty that was pretty great but um, the games that I really like from that time you got your uh, you got your Knights into Dreams on the Knights Saturn. into Dreams. Yeah, Pan- Panzer Dragoon Zwei, uh, which is you know as Panzer you Dragon Z-way. as as faithful listeners will know is one of our favorite things that unfortunately Frank hasn't played yet, but it'll be one of his favorite things once he does. Uh, 
And uh, <laughs> what else? What else Panzer was there? Dragon's Die is one of the perfect video games. Uh, well, I've got a list here. The oh, yeah. original Diablo. Oh, Diablo. Uh, Donkey Kong Country 3. That's a joke. Tomb Raider. Bubsy 3. Super Mario 64. Nights into Dreams. Quake. Metal uh, Slug came out. Metal yep. Slug. Uh, Resident Evil. Super Mario RPG. Man, there's a lot more stuff that came out that I can't I can't think of right Civilization now. Civilization 2. The original Pokemon. Pokemon. Uh, Daggerfall. Which is still my favorite Elder Scrolls game. Because I'm a dumb jerk. Wait, the original Pokemon was 96? Yep, in, in the US, yeah. Okay. I really liked that Legend of Oasis game. That was also 96. Legend of Oasis? On that. Yeah, that was a Yuzo Koshiro action RPG. It, I guess it was mostly his sister that designed it, right? Uh, yeah. Usually when it's ancient and it's an actual video game that's made by them, then it's, uh, it's his sis. That original Tomb Raider was so good. It was a big, big scale action adventure game with no focus testing, just a bunch of people making a game, being cool. So that's how it all was, man. Yeah, I just I feel like of of all of my dark years of not playing games, that was maybe the darkest because '97 was like Goldeneye, right? Yeah, and 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 at least in '97 I was taking the bus to Best Buy to, to play N64 once in a while, but 96 is just... I don't remember anything about it. Wild Arms came out in Japan in 96. Yeah. Uh, I like that game. Wild Arms. Wild Arms. I really liked that music. Michi Naruke, something like that. I yeah, Naruke. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good soundtrack. That whistling man, I... Oh, that, you should... Uh... That guy darn whistle. You should play Wild Arms 5, because she did the music for that, too. Ooh, I, Five you know Arms. What? I just remembered the game I played most of Five? Five Wild Arms? Um, so, I went to high school, like, hilariously close to my grandma's house. Oh, yeah? And my grandma's house was about five doors down from my cousin's house. And my cousin kept his Sega Genesis there. Yeah. So, after school, I would go there and play his Sega Genesis, uh, even though I had one at home, because he had different games. And the game I played most in 1996 was The Adventures of Batman and Robin. Oh, that's a good one. And that is why I could at one point actually get to the last guy. Like, oh, yeah, I remember you played that on the, the dumpster. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a good one. No, I played the Super <clears throat> Nintendo one. Oh, the Super Nintendo one. No, oh, the, Genesis. the Genesis one. Yeah, the oh, Genesis man, one the Genesis is great. Genesis one is... Uh, it's a marvel of engineering yeah. is what it is. It's, it's an amazingly, no offense, but pretty bad game. That's really interesting. It's kind of bad. Yeah. It's really it's, good to look at, though. Yeah, yeah there's uh, some cool stuff going on. I also really, really played a lot. Now, most of this, granted, was in '97, but it, or even later, it could have been '98, but it definitely came out in '96. Is Dragon Force mm. on the Saturn? I played oh, a lot, a, a lot of that game. I played it. I think I beat it twice, and uh, yeah, I would come home from high school. And I would I would load that up and I would play it till my mom got home. Heck of a uh, game that one. <clears throat> yeah, I really I really liked tactics games, and I think that was the first one to tell me that I really liked tactics games. Even though I had already played Dune two on my friend's personal computer. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that Dragon Force. There were a lot of good games in '96. I think '96 for me would have been my top year because uh, there there was just so much. Weird stuff going on. So many uh, <clears throat> attempts at things. 
Yeah. People were really trying to figure out what's what's good in 3D. I mean, Knights was, as I've mentioned before, is that was the game that sold me on, okay, maybe 3D is all right. Maybe it's a thing. Yeah. Because that was kind of to, to my earlier question about subverting things. It allowed you to feel like you were subverting the game by uh, when you're the human walking around. Because when you're, when you're knights, you're on this rails path and you're doing Sonic the Hedgehog loops. Uh, but then when you're the human, <clears throat> you're very vulnerable. There's a thing that, that's coming to kill you all the time. But you can walk around in the world and there's stuff in there that you would not otherwise be able to see. Like you can walk around in there and mm-hmm. find things that unless you decided to just walk off into nothing, you would never see that stuff. Sega was always great about that. And that, that was uh, such a perfect game for that. Yeah. Because it's such a lucid dream feeling. Mm-hmm. So I really like that. Nights into so, dreams. It's a darn good weird game. So I've written up a little tiny list of games that came out in 1996 based on Wikipedia's list and based on what we just discussed. Uh, let's do the fastest ranking possible. Okay. Uh, Panzer Dragon Spy is obviously at the top. Panzer Dragon Spy sure. versus Super Mario 64 would say Panzer Dragon Spy is at the top. I yeah. would say it's at the top. Uh, Knights versus Super Mario 64. Mario 64. Knights. Mario 64. So. I, I actually I put it in that order because I knew that uh, ah. I knew Frank would like it better. Bunch of noobs. Mario 64 so good, it is. man. And it's so Whatever. much better than all the games that ever tried to be like it. Whatever. Uh, including the ones Nintendo made. Uh, Knights... Uh, versus Dragon Force Knights uh, Dragon Force versus Resident Evil Dragon Force What do you think? I haven't played either Oh no Choose Tim uh, I've played both of them a hundred times Dragon Force Yeah uh, Resident Evil versus Quake 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 Okay yeah. uh, Resident Evil versus Duke Nukem 3D Resident Evil Okay Tomb Raider versus Duke Nukem 3D. Tomb, Tomb, Raider. Tomb Raider Yeah Lol. Tom Brader's way better Tom Brader I don't know why Duke Nukem 3D is right there uh, Duke Nukem 3D versus Pokemon. Pokemon. Okay, Pokemon versus Tomb Raider. Pokemon. Pokemon versus Resident Evil. Uh, Pokemon. Pokemon versus Quake. 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 Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> Quake has slain Pokemon. Um, Headshot. Where was I? Uh, Super Mario RPG versus Duke Nukem 3D. Super Mario RPG. Uh, Super Mario RPG versus Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Super Mario RPG versus Resident Evil. No, no. We oh, already wait. Tomb Raider. Oh, you said Tomb Raider? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Super Mario RPG rules. Uh, okay. Super, sorry, Super Mario RPG. Super Mario RPG. Uh, Daggerfall versus Duke Nukem 3D. Daggerfall. Uh, Daggerfall. Yeah. yeah, Daggerfall, Daggerfall versus Super Mario RPG. Daggerfall again. Daggerfall. Tomb Raider. Daggerfall. Daggerfall. Resident Evil. I like the rest of the Resident Evil games more, and this was the start of that, so I say below Resident Evil. Daggerfall versus Pokemon. I, I said below Resident Evil. Oh, below yeah. Resident Evil? And, and I'm, I think I'm okay with that. Oh, okay. I would have put it above. I would have put it under Pokemon. But. We could put it under Pokemon. Yeah, if you do want. it. Do it. Daggerfall's good, okay. man. Right. I mean, it's, it was it was it was a tough call, so do it. They knew exactly what they were doing, and it's, it's keep good. going. All right, Crash Bandicoot versus Duke Nukem 3D. Oh man, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Okay, Crash Bandicoot versus Super Mario RPG. Mario RPG. Uh, Mario RPG. Yeah. All right. Oh man, I like Crash Bandicoot. I like it too, but it's it's very wobbly. I think, I think two and three are better. They're like way. I don't better. know about three. I like two a lot. Uh, two is yeah. Two is definitely. Anyway, let's keep three, going. Three's better, but it's easier. Uh, Diablo versus Duke Nukem 3D. Diablo. Yeah. Why did I put Duke Nukem 3D that high on the... I don't know, man. I mean, because I was just typing You, you gotta do all this retag. Okay. Diablo versus Crash Bandicoot. Diablo. Uh, Diablo versus Super Mario RPG. Diablo. Diablo versus Tomb Raider. Diablo. Diablo versus Resident Evil. Di- Ooh. Di- I like Resident Evil better, but I think 
Man, Diablo, I like loot, man. Diablo's hard, tight, I fast. Know. Uh, and you can, Diablo. Make, you can make a string of ears. Okay. All right, Diablo versus Daggerfall, the real fight. Daggerfall. Oh, okay. What do you think? Yeah, I think I'm good with that, too, because... All think, right. Yeah. Is, Daggerfall is pretty innovative for its yeah. uh, open-worldliness. Yeah. Yeah, All right, Wild Arms versus uh, Crash Bandicoot. Um, Wild Arms. Wild Arms versus Super Mario RPG. I like Wild Arms better, but I, I don't know if anyone else is going to agree with that. What do you think, Frank? Have you I played either? I've got no horse in this race. What do you say? Wild Arms has cool music with whistling in it. Yeah. And the Super Mario RPG has really obnoxious music that I think is hilarious. It's got Mario. Whoops. Whoa. I'm going to put Wild right Arms up key. there. Wild okay. Arms versus Tomb Raider. Uh, I'd rather play Wild Arms right now, so. What would you rather play right now, Frank? Tomb Raider. Okay. Hmm. Tim? Hmm. I'm going to put it under Tomb Raider. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Uh, and finally, Bubsy 3D. <laughs> Better or worse than Duke Nukem 3D? It's worse. It is worse. But it's hilarious. It is hilarious. But let's put I it would on the rather list. play Bubsy 3D. I'm glad it's on the you list. You would rather play Bubsy 3D? But it's Because worse. guess what? Uh, the fun dumpster might be able to make that happen. Let's do it. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I've never played it. All right, uh, but Bubsy 3D could be last. Yeah. Are we going to make it last? Uh, we can make it second to last. Because Duke Nukem 3D is dumb, and all I would, I would rather, I would rather play Bubsy 3D right yeah, now. Yeah, me too. Let's so, put it on there. Fine, good. All right, we did it. So our final list: best games in 1996. Uh, number one, Panzer Dragoon's Buy. Number two, Super Mario 64. Number three, Knights. Number four, Dragon Force. Number five, Quake. Number six, Pokemon. Number seven, Daggerfall. Number eight, Diablo. Number nine, Resident Evil. Number ten, Tom Brader. Number eleven, Wild Darms. <laughs> number 12, Super Mario or PG. Uh, number 13, Crash Bandicoot. Number 14, Bubsy 3D. Number 4, Duke Nukem 3D. Number 15 is what you meant. Number 25. <laughs> so there number, we go. All right, 15. we did it. There you go. Excellent. All right. Nice. How, how much time we got? So how we are we got, looking? We've got five minutes left. Should okay, I? so uh, we have any more evergreen stuff? Uh, we had the uh, yeah, we the do... weekly best of shuffle where we're organizing the Wikipedia. Okay, let's do it. And okay. uh, we also got IQ. Or are we gonna not? We gonna skip it this week? Skip what? Oh, the IQ, IQ test question. question. Oh man, I I've got one. I've got one too. You want you want to do it, and then we'll, we can do that shuffle real fast. Like oh, the, the shuffle end. is the easy part. Yeah, yeah. let's it's do the, the IQ. And also, test. we just did a shuffle. Let's do the. Oh, IQ. you want You want to do the? Yeah, we did the ultimate shuffle. Yeah, let's right. do the IQ question. Okay, all right. Yours or mine? Uh, you go for it. Mine okay. Is, mine is terrible. All right. Mine's well, also it's great. Mine's also terrible. All right. Uh, here is here is a question that is based on. Oh, I guess I should say that every week, in the interest of game showishness, we are going to try to uh, have a question that is uh, kind of adopts a format from an IQ test, where you're given a criteria and asked mm-hmm. to make a list, and the more items you can come up with, the higher an IQ percentile places you in. So this is the answer credit IQ test question. Last time was games. That have a single word title, the word being an adjective. Yep. Uh, games such as wet and uh, rage. What? No, rage. Rage doesn't work. Rage isn't an adjective. No. no. Someone in the <laughs> comments mentioned savage. Was mentioned that. Was our, savage was yeah the yeah, that was the prompt. Oh, and my, yeah. I had that good one, which was awesome. 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 Right. Yeah. yeah. And then someone in the people, someone in the comments mentioned dishonored, which I want to disqualify because that's a passive voice. Yeah, I agree. Word. Uh, but there were a couple more. 
that. I Whatever. Know, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll oh, go through those. So I'm, I'm not sure that mine actually fits the criteria perfectly because I, I didn't understand that it was exactly like an IQ test. But let, I'm just going to do well, it it's, anyway. It's inspired by an yeah. IQ test. And uh, so here's here's the thing. It is, and I'll, I'll say the prompt right away and then explain my first one to give you time to think, which is uh, popular-ish games or games that we know about mm-hmm. uh, for whom we do not know exactly who the developer is. We don't really know who made it at this point. So oh, this okay. came from me thinking about Bonk's Revenge. Because uh, Bonk's Revenge, as you all know, is a game I really like. And the credits for Bonk's Revenge are about a third as long as the credits for Bonk's Adventure. It's and, not Red? Uh, it, there are three companies credited. Red, Hudson, and Atlas. Atlas was at the time doing a lot of uh, programming. for ver- They were kind of a stealth developer. But there's no actual confirmation. The, the closest is Game Developer Research, in, Research Institute has some clips from an interview talking about somebody who was worked at Atlas and said, yes, uh, they did do some work on Bonk's Revenge, but uh, they're not sure what. We just lost connection. We lost feed? Yeah. Why? Hmm. Internet. Connection was lost. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Oh man! Let's see if we got it. I mean, well, we're we still, still got recording. Audacity. Though, we're so still recording good. on Audacity. All right, yeah. so let's. Uh, I can get that back. Yeah, you want to try to get that feedback up? And okay, so let's just did keep the talking page now. die? Yeah. Uh, just you yeah, don't worry about it. Keep talking. Okay, yeah. Frank, you want to think of some? Yeah, um, I'm sure you know some from the Nintendo era. I'm sure I do, but the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, I assume it was Internal Namco, and I, and and I have some experience looking up the names in the staff role, but. I don't really have a sense for who made Pac-Man Two, one of the one of the games oh, I right. find most interesting in the world. Like the the lead planner, as it were. Uh, I I can't really trace to any other games, mm-hmm. which is weird because obviously they gave this person a, a very large budget for a very ambitious game. Yeah. Um. So that's always been a weird mystery for me. Is 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 who made that? Um. And then this is only sort of similar, but. Uh, I only have a vague notion for what I think of as the uh, interesting uh, sort of weird team that that made the 8-bit Sunsoft games that we think of. Mm -hmm. So there's obviously this common thread between uh, Blaster Master and and Fester's Quest and... and, uh, uh, what else? Journey to Silius mm-hmm. and, and Batman and Batman Return of the Joker. And uh, I suspect Batman on the Game Boy and, and Outlive or Outlive for the PC Outlive. Engine. yeah. Like, they all seem to be the same weird group of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all have the... There, there's some weird commonality through them. Like, they like frogs. Yeah. Uh, they like weapons that have weird sine waves to yeah. their projectiles. Yeah, I love when you can see those kind of patterns through yeah. uh, a career of of somebody there, obviously. Yeah. And it's just like, how how did this... Who and did I, this yeah, now? And, and I asked uh, Jay Moon, who produced those games from America, uh, about that team, and he's like, I don't really remember. I remember the programmer had bad teeth. So that's that's <laughs> nice. all I know about that team. <laughs> the programmer had bad teeth. This isn't quite the right uh, answer, but... Uh, that Tasmania game for Game yeah. Gear that we often credit as having the worst music. Uh, the best? Music. The, yeah, the best and worst music is total avant-garde bizarreness. 
we talked to one of the three people credited with working on that, and he said, I have no idea. And he did admit, like, wow, that music is weird. Yeah. He showed it to him. Yeah, he was like, I don't know what could have happened. (laughs) (laughs) But we don't don't know who who did that music, and that's very interesting. Yeah, like, it it doesn't seem to have been done by a music composer. Yeah, it seems like an algorithm. Yeah. Or something. So that that's a really interesting, weird mystery. Uh, and, you know, t- we're, we're slowly learning over the years what games Tose made. Yeah. So that's kind of... Uh, well, you know, it's weird. Like, just this morning, I think, uh, I was seeing game developer researchers to tweet uh, some theories that, that Tose maybe made, like, every early Jalico game. Oh, wow. Like we're we're still kind of digging into Tose. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's so much there's so much in there. Uh, you know the the fact that their history of making games without putting their names on it goes back to 1979. Yeah, that's crazy. It's just I mean that's that's, that's when the company was founded, right? Yeah, but that was the, the first game that they released without their name was in 19. That's that was when they put out. Was that no? That wasn't when they did Sasuke and Commander. Uh, whenever when did Sasuke and Commander come out? Um, but 1979, they they told me that was when their first game came out. Good lord! Yeah, uh, Tim, can you think of any? Um, I'm thinking. I don't know. I thought I had one a couple minutes ago. There there have been a lot of a lot of uh, like Bandai Namco games, yeah. like all the. There was a really cool uh, Sentai beat 'em up. Um, Sentai Yeah, that was for uh, it was for DS, and it had Sentai warriors from like all the Common Rider games and mm-hmm. and all these different games, and um, there weren't credits, and they didn't say who. Uh, who the developer was? It just said Bondi, and that was it. Yeah. You just have no idea. And that was that was just like five years ago. Man. Um, and by the way, I just ke- checked, and it's Sasuke versus Commander is what I meant to say. And it was it was released in 1980, so they started working on it in 1979. So I guess that was their first their first one. Uh, that's the first official one that they will say that they did. Right, and they they found it in like 77 or something. Yeah. Right? So I, that's so it's so crazy. That they're that far back into... I mean, there are mysteries just, like, first-party Nintendo games. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, until almost kind of recently, like like the mid-90s maybe, I think Nintendo farmed most of its development out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we have some sense for which games were Tose games. Uh, we, we have... Knowledge of the the contract house that did a lot of uh, the early arcade games, mm-hmm. um, like the same, and, and this is this is you know talking about common threads and stuff. Yeah, uh, you can see some common threads through like uh, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Junior, and then all the way up to Super Mario Brothers. Like, yeah, like the uh, the springs in Donkey Kong Junior are in Donkey and are in Super Mario Brothers. You know, it's the same. Trademark mm-hmm. spring from whoever that contract development house was that did all that. That's still being used by Nintendo bizarrely. Yeah. We we also don't really know who did most 
of the LCD games that exist. Sure. I don't think that's very uh, true. There's no documentation for that. Yeah, so that's that's we're we're not going to count that on our list here. But I guess so. I guess if if I recap the the list of games that we've been able to think of that uh, do that we don't know the developers of. They, we got Bonk's Revenge. Yep. Uh, we got um, wait, wait, Pac-Man Two. Pac-Man Two. I mean, we 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 have a we kind of know the Sunsoft eight bit team, but like not yeah, really. but not really. There was the uh, Tasmania composer. Yeah. <laughs> it's very important. we gotta we gotta figure that out. And then there's all of LCD games. So I guess that's that's what we did. That's all. There's a lot of mysteries. There's a lot of yeah. games that there's so much mystery. Out I there. mean, we're talking about well known stuff. Yeah, but like for, for the NES, for the most part, I have some sense of who did it. Like if it's a game that's actually interesting, but um, you know, I guess I look at unreleased games a lot, and yeah. and uh, I don't know who did Bioforce Ape, yeah, at all. Well, it's it's crazy to think that we don't know who made Bonk's Revenge when that was like the mascot of yeah. the console. Yeah, yeah, that's super weird. Uh, so, should we move on to the the our, our ranking? All right, yeah. So this is our final thing that we're going to do today. Uh, every week, we're uh, going to try to. I've been looking at a list of Wikipedia's uh, best like games that have been called the best. Right. And uh, so every week I think I'm going to pick five of those games and we put them in order and then we put them in order. We put them in order by themselves and we put them in order with the games we have previously ranked. It's a stupid, weird, hilarious thing for us to do. So this week's five games, I'm going to start with uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Somebody called that game the best. So okay. That's weird. And uh, we're going to put that against StarCraft 2. StarCraft 2. StarCraft 2? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to put StarCraft 2 right there. Um, what about Left 4 Dead? Is that better or worse than StarCraft 2? I like it better. I like it better also. Man, I, know, I like it I better. I you're going to disagree. Well, oh, no, I, I, I disagree, but I sort of don't because it's still pretty fun, you know? Yeah. It's a fun goddamn game. I mean, you're just having fun hanging out. It's a more approachable sport. <clears throat> it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game for yeah, grown-ups yeah. in the 21st century. Definitely. Uh, is it so? It's uh, okay. better than StarCraft Two. Yes. Yeah, I played that in a room with four people on four screens, and everybody's just screaming at each other. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a cool time. one. Star. I guess that kind of fits our sort of deal more. Yeah. Uh, what about Team Fortress Two? <clears throat> I like StarCraft Two more. I Next. also agree with that. I like StarCraft Tumor. I like Team Fortress Tumor, but... Team Fortress Tumor. Team Fortress Tumor. I just hate hats. No, I'm okay with hats. The hats is like... The hats is the thing. Uh, No, the hats is not really the thing. Now, Resident Evil 4. So this is going to be difficult because I like that game a lot, and I don't think that you do, Tim. I I like it a lot. I actually don't like it at all. Yeah, so that's that's going to be the big difference there. I think it's not... uh, not one tenth as good as people think it is. It is uh, probably at the top of the list for me. I would I would only put it below Left for Dead. I I would I'll concede to that. I'd put it. Uh, I mean, again, I'd put it above the Star Wars Nets of the Old Republic, but yeah. at the right at the bottom here. There. Well, it's two thirds. I guess we'll put it down here. What's it? What's between? It's between what and and Left for Dead. Left for Dead, Resident Evil Four, Starcraft Two, Team Fortress Two, okay. Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so now we have to mesh this list into our previous list, which is Counter Strike, Red Dead Redemption, 
Final Fantasy VI, Mega Man Legends 2, Grand Theft Auto 4. Okay. So is Left 4 Dead 2 better than Grand Theft Auto yes. 4? Is it better than Mega yes. Man 2? Yes. Is it better than Final Fantasy VI? Yes. Oh, man. Yes. Okay, is it better than Red Dead Redemption? I like it more. I don't like it more. Tim? Uh, I kind of like something that's got kind of a plot and a feeling to it. All right. Uh, which I guess Left 4 Dead does. It does. Yeah. It's got, right. a, it's got a bigger plot and feeling for me personally. Well, that's where that ended up. Yep. Resident Evil 4, is that better than Grand Theft Auto 4? Yes. Yeah. Is it better than uh, Mega Man 2? Yes. Is it better than Final mm-hmm. Fantasy uh, This is where I... Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know that it's better than Mega Man 2. Well, you got to make a decision, because I'm, I'm sure I'm gonna Tim, say it's not. Tim will stop wherever you want to stop the I think wheel. Mega Man 2 is better. <laughs> I mean, I actually legitimately think... I don't have a vendetta against Resident Evil 4. I you just, hate it. I just don't like... I, just, I legit think Mega Man 2 is a better game. All right. Yeah, me too. Uh, Resident Evil or uh, StarCraft 2. Is that better than Grand Theft Auto 4? Yes. yes. Okay. Is That's it better it. than Resident Evil 4? It's not. Yeah. We already decided yeah, we already that. did that. So the rest, of the, list, the rest of the list is all... Just we're ranking it in comparison to See if any of these are better than Grand Theft Auto 4. Yeah, we're That's comparing right. it to Grand Theft Auto 4. Team Fortress 2. Yeah. Yes. Game rules. And, right. uh, and KOTOR, no. Yeah. KOTOR, no. There we go. All right. So our current list of the best games of all time, <laughs> as uh, indicated on Wikipedia, says tabulated on Wikipedia's best games of all time, or games that have been called the best, is the name of the list. Our current list is... Counter, oh wait, yeah. Counter Strike, Red Dead Redemption, uh, Left 4 Dead, Final Fantasy VI, Mega Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Starcraft 2, Team Fortress, Grand Theft Auto 4, and Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. I do like that we currently have the, the top three games are the first in their series. I'm, yeah, I personally kind of enjoy that. That's Left 4 Dead is the sequel to Left 3 Dead. Oh, that's true. Nice joke. That's true. Nice gets. I uh, believe that's the end of the show. Then that's that the particular end. joke. That's the end of the show. Uh, uh, yeah. Cool. If, if you were watching live, uh, we did record the audio for the whole thing. So, look at where should they look? Insertcredit.com. Insertcredit.com. It'll be up there, and, and you can see where it is. You can follow us on the Insert Credit Facebook, which I believe we forgot to uh, update before we started this today. That's well, that's okay. straight too bad. Yeah, it's Facebook.com/slash. I see, I see podcast. podcast and uh, and then follow us on Twitter if you feel like it. Yeah, to be able to find us. And uh, with that, I'm Brandon Sheffield. I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. And now you're playing with our show. Yeah. <laughs> Insert credit show. Silver, yeah.